Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It's available from Chaosium. I am the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is Episode 3. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lively as his character, Theodore Thursby. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stuart? Thanks, Tom. We all booked passage from the United States to England aboard the SS Leviathan, arriving New Year's Day, 1922. January 3rd, for the Challenger Lectures, we were invited as guests, and Professor Julius Smythe was the primary speaker. Prior to attending the day before, our close-knit group from the Arcane Society, Dr. Gabriel Neruda, Professor of Theology, Dr. Roland Kurz, inorganic chemist, Gunter Bloch, stage magician and quite excellent photographer, Dr. Edison York, very affluent medical doctor, Dr. Dorian Dabrowski, professor of archaeology, and myself, Theodore Thursby III, big game hunter and now student at Miss Katonic. We all visited Professor Julius Smythe at his home. After a good day of catching up, we leave Professor Smythe and his assistant Beddows and visit the British Museum, especially enjoying the Maudsley exhibit, a large variety of fantastic carvings, many of them precise castings of the originals. Heading to the British Library next, we spend some time in awe at its, at its immense size uh, and number of complete collections. The Challenger lectures were fascinating and well-received by the attendees. The next day, we see some sights in London. Then we accompany Dr. York visiting his family over in Swindon, out in the country. The following morning, we discover in the paper that Professor Julius Smythe's estate was burned to the ground with what some saw as Beddoes carrying off Julius. We rush back to Professor Smythe's estate to find all destroyed, barring a discovered journal of his periphery, uh, in the periphery of his home. We checked the Oriental Club for Smythe, as that was his favorite place to frequent. No one there had seen him since the night before. We did receive a discreet message from Smythe asking us to come immediately to a secret location. Upon arriving, we discovered both Beddoes and Smythe alive, but injured from the fire, apparently set during an attack on their estate by some madmen, possibly Turkish in origin, searching for a legendary artifact, a Sedefka simulacrum. Julius went on in horrible pain, begging us to complete finding the pieces to this artifact and destroying them. Beddoes gave us all the notes uh, on this, bringing us up to speed as best they could. What on earth did Smythe and Beddoes discover? Thank you. And uh, now you've left the Whitechapel hovel. And uh, where are you guys heading? I have a flat. We should retire there. We'll have plenty of room and uh, privacy to go over this uh, information. Yeah, that might be a good idea with, with what it seems like these... these uh, hooligans or did such horrific harm and damage to the estate and almost murdered them. 
but we might need to be careful here. All right, so you travel across town to uh, uh, Edison, Dr. Edison's uh, flat. Uh, is it on what? Where is it on the like probably the a high floor of something? Yeah, it's uh, it's in a high rise overlooking Hyde Park. Not okay. a, not a high rise. It's it's in an older building, but it's the top floor. Okay, so you go up there. It's uh, warm and comfortable. It's freezing outside. Um, uh, you arrive. What would you like to do first as you are gathering yourselves together? Pour myself a drink uh, after seeing him cut up like that. That was uh, a little shaking. Dear God, yes. You have some nice gin or brandy handy. Yeah, the uh, the flat is uh, well stocked, um, and I, you know, it's a it's a family home. So um, I, uh, the first thing I do is I get on the telephone and I call to arrange to have. Um, the services restarted, you know, so there'll be uh, wait staff and that kind of stuff to, to kind of take care of our needs uh, here, because that just seems natural, right? When I'm here, you reinitiate the, uh, the, the help to come and, and do things. Um, so I get that going and, uh, and make sure that uh, everyone has something to drink and bring in some good lighting and we can all gather around this table and, and see what, uh, see what it is exactly that Smythe gave us. Well, uh, yeah. your, 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 uh, your flat is maintained. At least it's cleaned on a regular basis, whether anybody's there or not. Uh, your current staff will arrive within a half an hour. So. Oh my great service. Yeah. So we have two items to look through. One is what Beddoes gave us with all of Smy's notes, but we also have this journal from a few years back too that might might fill in some additional blanks. I, 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 the, the materials that Beddoes gave us personally seemed rather pressing. I think we should start with them. The Sedefgar Simulacrum is an occult artifact of terrible power. Evidence suggests it was broken apart and scattered across Europe at the end of the 18th century. We must retrieve the pieces and destroy it. The statue was found in Paris just prior to the French Revolution. Part of it may still be in France. The owner was, was the Viscount Jean Vert, an aristocrat known for his decadence and strange tastes. He's probably beheaded during the Reign of Terror, but I have not researched this. One of Napoleon's soldiers likely carried a piece of the statue into Venice when they invaded that city. Could be in a museum or a private collection. There was also a piece in circulation in Paris just after the Great War and sold to someone from Milan. We have traced another fragment to Trieste around the same time. Its fate is unknown. Look for Johann Winkelmann at the museum there. It is highly likely that there will be a piece in the kingdom of Serbs, sorry, Croats and Slovens, starred at the National Museum of <laughs> Belgrade. Dr. Malovin Todorovic is the curator. One part was lost near Sofia during the Bulgarian War in 1875. 
At that time, things of value were hidden from the invaders, could be buried. Based on my research, I believe the only way to destroy the statue is in its place of origin. We think it was created in Constantinople, in a place now known as Perli Kami. Apparently, it's an abandoned mosque, but originally the structure was something else before Islam, even before Christianity. A ritual to destroy it is included in a set of scrolls known as the Sedefkar manuscripts. Their location may be somewhere along the way. We do not know if they are together or separate, but I believe there are five. I mean, look, looks like he had done a little research, got a little trail on whatever this simulacrum is. Yes, the uh, matter is, I mean, since uh, our friend's attackers were clearly unreasonable um, subjects of some kind of uh, irrational and fanatical group, we might assume that they uh, are merely misguided about the power of this thing. And if we get a hold of the first piece that is mentioned, the nearest one, and we can destroy it utterly, then I believe we could possibly prevent this statue from being recreated uh, in its entirety, even if it is a powerful shape. I wish we knew what the overall form of it was. Yeah. It's hard to put a puzzle together if you don't know what the image is. Yeah, it's difficult. But yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, it seemed like the closest one was in Paris. We, I mean, uh, why would you need a ritual just to destroy just a physical object? I mean. One in Paris, though, that sounded like that one left Paris. It'll be difficult to track these all down. It seems like they're scattered half across uh, Europe for the most part. Uh, who is the... I, so if we believe it was created in, in Constantinople, then I guess the name Sedefkar might be a Turkish name? And that might give us a hint of what the shape of the thing is. I also wonder why it was created when it was. I mean, before Christianity. So you think during the Byzantine Empire or maybe even Roman Empire time? Well, it would have to be Roman, right? Yes, right. Oh, yes, I'm... created in Constantinople, but before it was Turkish or even Greek, perhaps. Yes. According to these notes, it seems like it may predate anything that we would think of as civilized history. I wonder if we were to look up uh, anything about this, uh, uh, this, this account, uh, uh, Genevieve, our Genevieve, maybe there's some kind of record um, about a statue. We know it's a statue, but maybe we can get a sense on what it looks like. Is it, uh, a statue of a male, a female, is it a, uh, you know, a statue a of a warrior, or... a hunter, an animal? I mean, we, we should, we should try and determine what is it that we're looking for? Uh, you made a note, yes, didn't you, Dr. York, of, uh, of what uh, was carved into Smythe's flesh? 
Yes, there is a strange writing in his in his chest. I have to transcribe that carefully. Yeah, I, I, I have it transcribed. Yeah, I thought it possibly sounded Turkish. Now, uh, I didn't have much interaction with our allies, the Ottomans, during the war, but uh, it had a hint of Turkish. But maybe I'm being biased since they had said the attackers were Turkish. Do, do we know anyone that can translate Turkish? Uh, I'd just uh, be interested to see maybe uh, uh, Sedefkar Simulacrum or, or whatever that is uh, might actually just translate into something more understandable. Yeah. Well, I believe what I would what I would like to do, gentlemen, um, with my with my, uh, my my role as a researcher of theology, looking into obscure religions uh, emanating with the in the Ottoman region uh, in, in Turkey around Constantinople is not out of band. So looking into these obscure terms, which might be religious and these things I could do at the British Museum without raising an eyebrow. Oh, studying yeah. religions is what I do after all. Yeah. I think I'm sure. Fantastic. I'm sure there's a Turkish to English dictionary uh, reference book somewhere that could look up those words also. Yeah. We also might have uh, luck at the university of London Possibly, if we wanted to make use of their uh, extensive library there. I feel as though there are a few clues in Smythe's notes that might help us make an initial rough map as well. But all of these researchers will, I assume, come together as we learn a bit more. Is there still a place? Is the location of a Perili Kami still known? That sort of thing. We, we, we should proceed with some form of caution, though. I mean, it seems like the people that pursued Julius and uh, Beddoes were uh, quite serious in, in getting that information. So, Oh, the tragedy of losing that house and his things, and they're both... Uh, I, I'm not even certain that they will both recover. I, I, I don't understand. Uh, according to these notes, isn't the statue already broken into these pieces? Isn't it already destroyed? I, 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 I believe, as a, from what I from what I gather, it's the it's the fear that the, they could be reassembled if you bring the pieces all back together. Madness. They may be able to have access to. To such to such things that wouldn't be that wouldn't be surprising. I mean, a, a magical uh, an object being used in in a religious ritual is very common. I mean, you look at relics in the Christian tradition. Um, objects have a lot of significance that these people were, were willing to kill um, and torture and maim to find them. Um, and we didn't perhaps if uh, Smythe can establish uh, a telegraphic connection once we are uh, on the journey that he has requested of us, we can ask him if he has any theory about how these people found him, what specific sort of inquiry he made or where that indicated to these group of fanatics that uh, he knew more than I mean, he does know. He has done history, obviously. Maybe they have a a sleeper somewhere. We should be 
watchful, especially if we see anyone who has uh, recent burns, because it sounded as the attackers were injured significantly in the fire and the estate. Mm. Yes. And communication from uh, from Smythe and Beddoes should uh, they know to use the uh, our code word it's Buttercup, I believe. Chestnut. 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 Oh, I'm glad you're there to recall. Mm. Named after my horse, Chestnut. Yeah. Well, hmm. what about that journal? Do you think there's anything in that journal that we should, uh, uh, that could be of pertinence? I'm through it. Journal is a rather fat little journal uh it's stuffed with postcards and and things like that the uh the first part of it is obviously started by um by professor smythe right after he got his professorship at uh at the university in uh, in in london um but then after that it it uh, there comes a point where his his writing becomes very um, f- almost frantic as he's writing. Uh, now, if you want to read the journal, that actually starts a whole scenario. That starts the 1890s scenario. That would mean that we'd start the 1890s scenario. And we are, uh, we are also hoping that, uh, assuming that, uh, Dr. Smythe uh, recovers quickly from the uh, care of, of this secret veterans hospital. He's looking to reach us first in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what I would suggest is let's wait for a time when you have it. It's just for the game's sake, for a time when you have a long stretch, like when you're going from Paris to Trieste. Where you can all sit and read through the thing. Yeah. And play this, this looks so long. It would As take we quite travel. Sure. Yeah. So we yeah. want to do, we want to complete our research in town and make sure that there is not a loose end here that he has not noticed. This and is... then regain connection with him when we get to Paris. Is there a uh, maybe a like a little turkey enclave here in uh, London? Like uh, sure. In hmm. fact, something uh, uh, I, one of you last week said something about a fez. Um, the fez is actually an incredibly popular form of hat right now all across Europe. So you don't have to be Turkish to wear the fez. Everybody wears fez. People smoke their pipes and have a little fez on their hats. So it's not unusual to see that around town. Um, yeah, there's there's going to be it's London. There's going to be enclaves of yeah. every national group. There's probably an embassy as well. I before we get the research going, I am going to I want to write to Miss Katonic and to my wife because I I think I'm going to take a sabbatical uh, because I mean the matters of this concern do concern my uh, my field of academic study so taking a sabbatical to look at to this obscure religion while I'm over here that I've discovered is a, will help preserve my, my position in the long term. I don't know how long this is going to take us. Um, 
and then also informing my wife that I won't be returning home as soon as I thought. You can send a a letter. It'll take actually a couple of weeks to get there. But then again, you were planning on staying here probably for a month anyway. Yeah, Um, but the the letter will get there before I would have left anyway, but it will be like, hey, I'm not. But I I should send that because it is going to take weeks. I should send them right now. There is also, um, there is an underwater cable for telephone, Um, but it will take usually two hours or so of waiting for the inner, for the connections to be, it's got to go through the old fashioned way. Okay. Well, I do, I do intend to, yeah, I'll, I'll actually, I'll call Miskatonic. That's a better discussion to talk with the department chair, but. Um... So phone calls back to the United States. Uh, you call the operator. She gets a hold of the international operator. They find out from you who you're calling mind you it's it's late in the evening right now so yeah i'll um, I'll, I'll, I'll wait but i just want to uh i will be and, doing this i just want to right, make that and they and then they will call you back when your phone call comes through which might be two hours from after you put it in but they will locate the person before they connect you hmm Okay, so I, I will I'll wait for like tomorrow morning to start right. that process. Um. Yeah, it's a good point, Dr. Neruda. I expected to be starting the semester late, but uh, if we are to take a travel from here to Istanbul, Constantinople back, then perhaps it's best if I have my housekeeper shut my place down and get a... Uh, a teaching a student assistant to fill in. Hmm. There's one paper I can work on, though. I think I have the research. So, yeah. the benefit of being self-employed. Work on uh, the latest tricks. But, hmm. Here, here, Mr. Block. So. What sort of plans do you have? Obviously, it's the evening now. Tomorrow morning, what plans do you have for your research or what you're going to do? I, I'll go introduce myself at the at the British Museum Library and get their get their assistance in my in looking into this uh, into these religious matters from from Constantinople. So I'll try to, I'll try, I, so Uncle's looking into the mosque, the abandoned mosque, its history, trying to find things about the manuscript and the, uh, the simulacra, trying yeah. to, to run those, because they're all connected at that place of origin, which is, has religious affiliations. That I so think you're going I to the library. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the library. Yeah. That's what I'm looking into. Imagine I join you. I mean, I, I was thinking that Paris is closest, so I'd want to look up that, that uh, Viscount. Dr. York, what are your plans? Um, I am not a very skilled uh, researcher, so I should comp- I should partner up with someone um, who is more skilled than I, just so I can be a companion and and uh, an assistant. I want to learn firsthand how to uh, do some efficient uh, research. Um, so I'll uh, I'll join uh, Dr. Uh, Neruda if that's okay. 
That is perfectly fine. Glad to have you along. Dorian, Theodore. You guys didn't do. I'll let Theodore go first. Stuart. Oh, I'm, uh, let's see. Well, there's three of you there. I will stay with uh, Dr. Roland Kerr simply, and also Dorian. Uh, we shouldn't be separated too much. I'm fearful that um, there are some lunatics out there willing to kill for information on this. And if we're going around looking for this sort of thing, the trouble's not far. So I will stay with Dorian and uh, Roland. Yeah, they're they're better I, researchers, but uh, I will help with whatever they need. Yeah, I also instruct the staff that these are my guests. And so if they need to have access to the flat while I'm not here, that's totally fine. And uh, that they are to extend every courtesy within reason, uh, any uh, necessities that they may have. So Excellent. this can be a, a, a safe base of operations. Dr. Curtis, what are you going to, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, so we have essentially a team of uh, three going cultural, to the cultural researchers going to the library together. Uh, and uh, some of us whose uh, experience is more in the practical sciences uh, and also social, um, but not historical. Uh, perhaps we should um, uh, perhaps we should visit um, the Turkish embassy and see if we can get a couple of important bits of information there. Comings and goings, reports of injuries uh, with a degree of subtlety, uh, and also recognition of whether or not the the writing you saw in the flesh was uh, abracadabra from a madman or or words from a culture. Uh, and also I would like to uh, secondarily consider the cartographical matter of pinpointing whatever locations we can that's described in the notes. Yeah, that sounds hmm. like a plan. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's what you're going to do in the morning. Is there anything else you want to do this evening? Before we go. Second you, glass of brandy. Are you all going back to the Carlton or are you staying in the flat overnight? Oh, I was planning on going back to the Carlton. Yeah, I as well. Yeah, Why? The Carlton. All right. That would be look awful suspicious. <laughs> I mean, if we're trying to, you know, behave yeah. like everything's normal, not to draw attention to yeah. ourselves. Yeah, if there's any concern that these fanatics have an idea of any association. We were on the premises after the fire and so on. So caution is appropriate. Yeah, I also want to definitely enjoy, before it gets too late, that lovely indoor swimming pool at the Carlton. <laughs> yes. I All think right. I join you. Go for a night swim. So you have a calm, leisurely uh, evening as you ponder these things in your minds. You, uh, you all sleep fairly well, although you're a little disturbed by, you, know, the, you can still see the face of uh, Professor Smythe all burnt up, but 
such a magnificent mustache and beard and mutton chops are all gone. Also that beautiful library. Yes, all those books, all of his research, everything gone. Um, Mustache and beard, though. Hmm. Although do do an idea roll for me. In any whoever gets it. Oh, oh, one. Wow. Oh, oh that wins. Wow. <laughs> um, my good it, does, role. <laughs> it does dawn on you, Gunter, that um, the professor is, just like he was in Massachusetts, kind of spread out. Um, uh, he had his St. John's Woods home, but he also had the university and he had the Oriental Club and... Yeah. Any, any number of these places could also have his stuff. Mm. Yeah. He might even have an office at the, uh, at yeah. the university. And they'd often keep books there. So while I'm sitting in the tub smoking my cigar, that's when it kind of hits me. Like, Eureka! <laughs> Did you guys have an idea of where you wanted? Do you want to meet for breakfast and then go? Or do you want to meet for lunch afterwards or something oh i'm sure that the carlton must have a fantastic breakfast uh arrangement oh sure sure would not want to miss that there's also a little uh french place um well don't worry about that it's not yeah well we'll be in france soon enough (laughs) yeah We right. need a good let's, breakfast. Let's plan. I mean, let's plan tomorrow. I mean, breakfast, splitting up to our do our research, and then sometime in the afternoon, say three o'clock, we meet at the Oriental Club. That seemed reasonable. Okay, that sounds good. Reasonable. I like that. that three o'clock good. Oriental Club. And this is now the seventh of uh, January. Um, it's Sunday. So uh, at the end of the day, or I guess at the beginning of the day, uh, you guys can update your characters. We decided, I think, Sundays we would update. So if you guys have any roles you need to make to update your characters. Let's, um, let's do uh, the uh, Turkish embassy first. All right. So... You head over, you find where the address is. Um, and it's not really in like Little Turkey or anything like that, although there is areas of, of the city where there are Turkish populations. But the embassy itself is a very nice building. It's white. It's uh, um, looks like it probably was established um, a long time ago, you know, probably in the 1600s. But it was something else then, and it was repurposed eventually as a an embassy. Uh, it is surrounded by a black wrought iron uh, gate, although the gate is open and you are free to walk inside. Uh, there are probably guards, and the guards are dressed in a Turkish military uniform, um, and they are wearing fezes with the little things sticking up out of the side but they don't they don't like doing it they're like they're like the guards at buckingham palace they don't attack you or anything like that they stand they're guards of protocol not guards of right. imminent attack 
so uh, before we uh, enter, we should uh, decide on a story about where this text comes from, and it should probably be a little urgent, but not attached to a violent crime. Yes, <laughs> sure. The unwanted uh, journey, unwanted attention. Indeed. Um, we don't have a telegram that we can show. We just have uh, the text written out. Where can we claim to have seen it that we would need to ask what it means, if anything? Uh, maybe being uh, being researched uh, at the at um, at the, uh, one of yeah, one of your local universities or something. Maybe uh, I am an archaeology professor. Maybe it was something inscribed on. So, well, that would be interesting if they said, "Oh, that can't be old." We would learn one thing, and they could yes. also say, "Also, it means you know mutton with rice." Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would be a way to play it and even, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, so we go in, we present our credentials, we inquire if there's a, there's a cultural liaison. A sort of a, a desk, well, not so much a desk, a counter. Uh, there is a young man uh, in a white uh, linen sort of... Uh, attire, has a fez on his head. Um, he sees you come in and says, uh, yes, may I help you? Uh, we are much hope so. Uh, we are uh, some academics visiting. Um, my friend has come across an, an, a curiosity uh, and we hoped you could help it with this. We have a suspicion it might be something Ottoman, but we are, are ourselves uh, ignorant of such things. Yes, very sure. Um, something, uh, 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 all right. I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure what you're looking for. Uh, what do you want? What do you well, want? we found this short inscription. Uh, and we wondered oh, if, sure. if we were identifying it correctly as possibly Turkic or when age it might come from or what it might mean. Um, you hand him the piece of paper. Um, this is the thing that was on. Yeah, professor's body. Um, he looks at it, and uh, he adjusts his glasses, and he he looks at it for a moment, and then this look of uh, like um, I don't know if you'd say surprise, more like uh, confusion, comes over his face, and he's like, "Well, it, it, it is Turkish, but uh, it's it's very." Um, somewhat disturbing. Um, what do you mean? Well, it's difficult exactly to translate into English. Um, the one who has no skin cannot be ignored, or the, uh, the skinless one cannot be forgotten. Uh, Hmm. Yes, I, I see don't. what you mean by disturbing. It is bizarre. We found that inscribed on a on an artifact. It's, uh, uh, it's very strange. It is strange um, indeed. It uh, it sounds uh, 
It sounds very strange. Uh, is it a uh, modern Turkish? Is uh, well, it's definitely Turkish. I would say it's it's definitely modern, but it's not a co- it's not something I'd hear commonly. It, not a common phrase. Uh, Muslim. Uh, we're we're all Muslims, you know, and uh, yeah. this does not sound like anything a Muslim would ever say. So if yeah. this were inscribed on, say, a, a statue that might be hundreds of years old, you would think the inscription was new? I'm not, a, I'm not an archaeologist, but... Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, it's very strange. Where did you find this, you said? It was, it was actually on an artifact that I uh, uncovered on a, on a dig, actually. So. Oh, well, it's, it's very strange. Um. Is there anything else I can help you with? I was uh, curious um, with travel uh, to Turkey, uh, perhaps in the near future, I was doing some uh, research for a thesis in Constantinople. Uh, what are some of the better places? If, if, say, we were doing research or I was doing research for rare and unusual ancient art or, or artifacts or as such, where might be the best places to go to other than just blindly going to all the universities and libraries? The, the Constantinople is filled with, uh, with museums and places. The top copy, the top copy museum, um, the, the, the Sultan's Palace. Um, there's a tremendous amount of, of stuff there for you to see. Um, It's, it's a fairly large city. Oh, yes. Uh, and it's both modern and ancient. Uh, it's a very ancient city. Uh, yes. Very beautiful. Uh, yes. You, of course, need you know, all of your paperwork in line visas and so forth. And, um, we could assist you in obtaining all of those papers if you need them. You said you're doing research too, yes? Yeah. Yes. Is there a special, we, uh, if we were to be taking the uh, Orient Express, uh, I have a sense that there is a sort of concierge service that takes care of those things. But is it different if we have academic work to do? If, you're on, the, if you're on the Orient Express, you'll be, uh, all of those sorts of things are taken care of for you. Um, of course, they will be, You'll be probably staying then at the Palace Hotel when you get there. Very famous, very, very European style hotel. Quite pleasant. That's good to know. Uh, tell me, I know uh, some embassies have always uh, staff going through every two or three years. So they remain culturally at home and and fresh in the other place. Do you have a high turnover here? Do you have a lot of change of personnel? Not so much. I've been here for five years. Uh-huh. Do, you, uh, do you like London very much? The weather must be terrible for you. It's cold. It's wet, yes. Uh, no, I, I, I rather like it. Um, you mentioned, of course, that uh, you are all um, uh, Muslim now, um, as if... Uh, that would have some effect on uh, the translation you gave. It's not oh, no. as though there's a skinless one that is some kind of 
uh, demon or jinn or something in Islam, is there? I, I don't. I don't really know. It's very strange. I, I, it's, translation could be wrong too. I, I mean, I'm not really an expert in translation. Um, no, but your English is excellent, and you're a native speaker, so I trust your instinct. We, we, we appreciate the help. Anyhow, I, I'm not native. I'm not a native speaker, but of the language you are, so we can trust your judgment. And keeper, it doesn't see. A psychology role would be silly, right? He's not shifty. No, he's just a guy. I was going to say his his name tag says Mustafa Koprulu. And he's he looks fairly young, like he's in his mid-20s. Yeah, he's, he's the front desk guy at this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, f- thank you. Thank you for your, thank you for your help. And uh, his British is perfect because he's... That's probably why he got the yes. job, because he's get educated. <laughs> yeah. Thank you uh, for your help today. If we have, if any there is anything else important. I can help you with, if you need to help on uh, help on paperwork, please, you know, we can assist you with that. And we will be sure to uh, stop by your your customer service is very very good, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate. Thank you. Thank you, Kasafa. All right. Um, British uh, Library. So you head on over to the British Library, and um, how do you want to handle this? Uh, uh, before before you answer that, uh, you're going to you're obviously going to be trying to plug stuff up. Um, you've run into your first little snag. Your first little snag is that the kind of information you're looking for, uh, it requires something like an advocate, somebody who has uh, filled out the paperwork and they have permission uh, to go through those kind of records and things in the museum. Uh, You can do that and you have the academic uh, uh, collections but it's going to take a couple of days to process before they'll let you do it. Mm. Okay. What so I'll- are the odds that uh, my family being as well placed as they are? Uh, what are the odds that I might know a guy who can grease the wheels and get things going just by name dropping? Hmm. Any kind of credit rating on the that? thing is, is it's not like a, it's their procedures, and if they weren't following procedures, what's the point? <laughs> True, it's procedural, but I'm wondering if there might be a way to get our papers to the top of the list, get them expedited, because well, we know if you someone. Had, if you have a letter from one of the universities or somebody of notable importance that's already connected with the, the library then yes I'm, I'm wondering if maybe my family's done donations to this university and if there's anything you know kind of well let's okay do a, do a luck roll do a luck roll okay 56 is a successful roll for my 60 luck okay 
Um, I'll reduce it to one day. So instead of three days, it'll be ready tomorrow. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much. Now, do they have like a, uh, since we can't get to the books, they have like a card catalog so we could get ahead and go, okay, when we do get access, this would be the book that could possibly have the information. Sure. Um, do a library roll. Whichever one of you has the best library. I have a 60 library use. Uh, that beats mine. All right. That's an 84, so. Okay. But so yeah, there's, there's... you're not really sure what to look for. You can definitely find tons of stuff on all of the locations along the way. Um, yeah. Tons of stuff on the Orient Express, but yeah, uh, there's nothing that says anything about a Sedef Carsimulacrum or a, a or... Viscount. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing that's going to be borne out in, in the card catalog. Nothing's going to be like the book with all the answers. Well, that's a, yeah. something we should look at. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, like, uh... it's, it's called horror on the Orient Express. But now, could have we, have we gotten a translation of the Turkish without going through all the bureaucracy um, i'd say getting a turkish english dictionary yeah i mean you're going to get more or less something close to the same sort of thing okay something about a skinless and and not being ignored or forgotten mm-hmm. something yeah that's that's fine i just wanted to it's not as important now since the research is a little delayed but following up on references to a skinless one uh, from that region of the world will be very helpful, I think, later on, but we can't dive into that right now. So hmm. the only one. other thing I can think of before meeting back up with the fellows at the Oriental Club would be to go pay a visit to the University of London, um, check on Smythe's office, um, see if it's been ransacked, like, I mean, even seeing there, meeting some other people in his apartment, be like, hey, we knew him back at Miskatonic. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a sterling idea. Let's go do that. All right. Um, you head on over to the university. And uh, once again, you have some connections because of your own, your own uh, background. Um, nobody bothers to, like, check your credentials as you get in. Uh, and you eventually make your way to a place where his uh, his office is. His office is locked, but there's nobody there. And not everybody is aware of what happened to the professor either. Is uh, his office you... on the first floor? It's or ground floor? Second. It's on the f- second first floor. It's on the first yeah, floor, which is not the, the ground floor. I guess, I guess technically we're in England. Yeah, so, so it is the, the first, first floor. floor. It was on the first floor. Okay, so like finding uh, yeah. in England. Mm. Uh, Miss uh, Gunter, you don't happen to know how to pick locks, do you? No, I know how to uh, make things disappear into my hand, but actually picking the locks, that's not a skill that the stage demands. Unfortunately, hmm. it uh, is Sunday, so there's not very many people around. Can we force right. help? 
as as the uh, hinges on inside the office are in the hallway. <laughs> They're inside. The do a, do a lock. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. yeah. They're they're inside the office <laughs> with that roll. Uh, Doors how, open how, into the office. Yeah. How, yeah. How? I mean, how serious is this lock on this university office door? It's just a doorknob lock. Yeah. Can we force it? Oh, um, well, I, I don't. I don't uh, that's gonna get you know going going to prison right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Sunday. We haven't seen a lot of people. I assume the department head wasn't in, right? Um, okay, yeah. I was kind of. You could try to force it. You will damage the door in the process. Yeah, that's why I don't want do. to do that. Um, you'd be uh, try something clever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the. Is there? It's like. Is there like a little? Is how? How is it? You see, it's a doorknob lock. Well, is there? Is there a transom window above the door? Yes, there is a transom above the door. Well, I'll I'll fold my fingers together and create a step for for someone to to yeah. step up there I, and see if they can open now, that transom. I am I am size fifty five. I am size uh, seventy, so I am uh, bigger than you. Yeah, so, so that, I mean size. Slide 55. Yeah, if you want to give me a boost, uh, Dr. Yep. York. <laughs> Here you go, Gabriel. Go ahead. Hoist. All right. Uh, Dr. Neruda, do a dexterity. 99. Oh, it was <laughs> All right. so good once upon a time. So up you go. Uh, you start to go through the transom and thump, <laughs> you, uh, you go through and you land flat on your back on the floor. You can do one point of damage. Uh, not a, cli- not a climber. Uh, Gabriel, are you okay? He's not a lander. Madre <laughs> <Yeah>. Dios. <laughs> he got in. <laughs> He's in. Open the door, let them in, and shut up. His I office will... is. I will see what I can do to render him aid. Okay. You want to do some medical on him? I, I want to do uh, first do, aid. Do, do first aid. And yeah. get, get back up his point. Uh, An ought three. So he gets the he, best possible care. You put your uh, arms underneath his and you pop his back into place. There you go. And oh. He's fine. He gets his it's a, it's, a, it's a new therapy I'm, I'm designing. I'm calling it chiropractic. Ah. Well, well, whatever you call it, Doctor York, it's a godsend. Okay, oh, there you go. All right, mm. just be very, we'll be very quiet now. The room right. is well organized. There are numbers of books. Um, a lot of them are on medieval literature. Uh, he has a large desk. He has a few object to arts around the room. Objects, uh, things that he's collected over the years, masks and. Um, Odd Ark of the bit. Covenant. Yeah, <laughs> that's little little model of that that actually is a working model. And uh, <laughs> open the lid. Ah, oh, I'm German. We don't do that. <laughs> uh, you look through his uh, paperwork on his desk and in his uh, notes. 
nothing here seems to indicate uh, anything about an object, uh, uh, occult object. This all there. There's definitely some stuff here about your ghost, your haunting, um, mm-hmm. but they're just notes like he was putting together when he was writing his speech and so forth. Uh, but uh, does he have things like stationery or cards? He does. So we yeah, can create for ourselves a letter of introduction. <laughs> How about does he have like uh, like was he? possibly planning a trip and seeing if they had like a, a trip, do a, trip agenda. Do a spot hidden. Can we you know, all as we kind of general search of the room? Well, he's asked uh, about okay. that specifically. Now. Yeah, you don't find any kind of an itinerary or anything like that. The rest of you if you want to just look around in general for any kind of interesting clue. Spot hidden, you said, or no? Well, yeah, you can do a spot hidden, but you're not looking for that particular thing. I'm not. I'm not very good at this. This yeah. clue gathering. E- everything thing. here seems very mundane. Every part of his everyday stuff. And, well, now we um, know. Yeah. Um, I assume he has a office window looking out into like yeah, a quad. Sure. I go out there and look, and what I'm kind of looking for is there a spot where someone could set up where if they were watching him, where they could be, where they could go, oh, he's in the office now, he's not. Yeah, not really. You're looking out into a quadrangle, and there's buildings across the way, but they'd really have to, and they they wouldn't be able to see him seated at his desk. His desk isn't next to him. All right, so. I'm curious, you know, Maybe I've read too many dime store detective novels, but um, you know, there's the concept of maybe taping or adhering in some way, maybe with gum or something, you know, uh, paperwork to the underside of things, underside of a desk, back end of a drawer, under under a drawer. I want to try and check uh, his desk and the shelving units and th- just for odd placements you know behind a picture you know just to see if there's any kind of paperwork that's been stashed away in a in a in a clever location for um to be difficult you know difficult to be to be found sure uh we'll call that a, a spot hidden you're looking for anything behind paintings and behind yeah i'm specifically if i open a drawer i'm not going through the drawer i'm trying to find behind right, it or under sure. it or something like that under the sh- uh, desk behind a painting that kind of thing um so on the off chance that there is something to find i'll spend the seven luck to make this a successful roll okay just to see what could happen so you get down and you're climbing around under the desk and you're pulling out the drawers and you're checking for anything even like hidden compartments or places where you might stash things you find nothing move the paintings move the things around the room yeah he doesn't seem to have stashed anything here he may have stuff stashed or had stuff stashed in his house but it's all gone now mm-hmm. and that's well, not for a lack there, of trying that we have when found you were it. 
from when you were at, at his house, that did seem to be where the vast bulk of his research was. Right. Hmm. Parable of eggs and basket come to mind. Yeah. Do, do any of his books seem like particularly good reading for long training trips? Maybe. Um, whether Some you've read them or not, or ones. you know, whether you've read them or not, or maybe, maybe, I mean, just grab something if you want. No, I don't want to take any of his books. <laughs> not. Um, right. Um, now, you did say something about forging a document. Were you serious? No, <laughs> I, I don't know how to forge a document. I would. We, I've already I've already kind of leveraged my you know family's uh, influence. I think we should be good on that. We're gonna get to it tomorrow. Yeah. In case it comes up again, I'll take. I just want if he has like a card. If he has like cards or something. Sure, um, he does. Take some. Hmm. But yeah, I, I I'm not a forger, and I don't even know what I would even. Yeah, it seems hardly necessary to risk such a such a thing. Well, you are a doctor at a university, so you would know the basic form. I mean, you'd know at least the form of where you've been. You wouldn't necessarily know what the British form of such a letter would take, but then you don't have to be a British professor from the people from all over the world come to the British Museum to study things. But... Dr. Edison pointed out, I mean, it would still have taken a few days anyway. Yeah, so. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I will take, I'll take a card of his or two or some of his stationery. Okay. Just, I don't know. All right. Well, while future. we're here, sure. And there's no sense coming back. Hmm. It might come All in right. handy or it might be completely pointless, but it's just a couple pieces of paper. <laughs> Not going to be too much of a burden. All right. After your adventures, is there anything you want to do while you're out before you go back to the Oriental Club? Was that what we were going to meet you? Yes. Yeah, we're meeting there at three o'clock. Okay. Nothing. Okay. So three o'clock rolls around and you all converge at the Oriental Club. Um, based on what they had already told you, uh, I mean, but what uh, the professor had told them, you guys do have a private room available for you at the Oriental Club if you need it for discussing. Do, but I assume that they are aware that the professor is missing and missing. presumed dead. Correct. Yeah. But they do not begrudge us the space. Rather, because he is a member of good standing and we are his friends, we probably get sympathy and crumpets. And um, I wouldn't say presumed dead yet. Uh, nothing said that his body was found. So... And it's only been a day. Everybody's hoping that he'll turn up in the hospital somewhere. Yeah. And so that is how we will treat it, certainly. Well, we uh, we struck out. No no luck at all on our end. How, how'd you fellas do? Uh, we appear to have frightened uh, the desk personnel at the embassy. Hmm. Well, uh, he said it was something like no one modern or Muslim would say, like 
the skinless one is to be remembered more or less. Hmm. It did not seem though, he did not seem to be aware if there was a specific, it is not like there is an ancient Anatolian deity called the skinless one that he was afraid of. It just seemed like it meant someone who had no skin. Ah, he forgot. It did confuse him as well, like... Well, it's so. a, uh, whatever it is, it's probably quite ancient, and people tend to not have a lot of information about ancient religions, especially when modern religious dogma shies away from paganism and past religion as faults, um, and uh, you know the new as the way to God. So I'm not I'm not terribly surprised uh, that if, if even if it was a major deity. Uh, uh, when the time when the, such a transcription came about, that people of the modern day uh, wouldn't think much of it. He thought the construction was unusual, but mm. he didn't think it seemed, for example, like uh, it was gibberish words thrown together. It seemed to have a sense. Right. Uh, and this, the skinless one may not even be a deity. I mean, it could just be in reference to the artifact that they're after. Um, or if the artifact is a representation of a deity called the skinless one. Um, I mean, its statues certainly don't have any skin. Also, I thought uh, grimly that since they were cutting for Smythe's skin at the time, that he could have been an unforgotten skinless one when they finished. But perhaps this is not accurate with this. Uh, ah. Maybe. Is there a chemical that's green and burns like acid and is highly flammable? Should I roll chemistry about this? Roll your world chemistry. An easy success. An extreme success. Yeah, considering greenish in color it burns when it's on your skin um and it's apparently highly flammable um i mean you could probably think of a number of compounds that you mm. could put together that would would do this yeah and it would burn if it was a base or an acid in terms right. of the way he felt so yeah it's nothing it doesn't suggest anything either unnatural or rare no however How well did you do on that? I was it extreme. I got a seven for 51. Um, You think that you might be able with a little bit more research, um, you know, actual uh, textbooks and things like that. Mm -hmm. You could probably eliminate any kind of. uh, That's not the way I want to say it. Uh, You could narrow it down to things that would have been available um, to the common man mm-hmm. as opposed to compounds that would have to be put together in a laboratory or anything like that. Yeah, nothing that requires a centrifuge or very rare materials. You can think of chlorine and certain things that would give it a greenish hue and things that you could put together fairly commonly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know how easy it will be to get some lab work done, but it's worth researching. It might tell us something about who the assailants were. Well, while Dr. Kurtz ponders that, I'm thinking about that translation that you discovered about the skinless one. What if that's referring to this um, Sedefgar simulacrum? What if this statue is some kind of, of, uh, oh... Uh, a construction, a replication of uh, a replicant of some kind of um, um, uh, skinless uh, corpse for medical research. Well, I, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a possible theory. I think they're they're the zealous they're zealous uh, attempts to retrieve it or to prevent its destruction. Uh, leads me to believe that it has some sort of religious significance to them it's a i, I believe they they i concur they they clearly have some kind of of belief in this thing that uh, you know may or may not be warranted i i that remains to be seen but we still don't know what it is exactly that we're going for yes yeah, that's what i hope that to that we can discover tomorrow um what the ones we have access to the the book the text at the uh, at the british museum um plus the yeah. british museum might also have a staff on hand that might be researching ancient artifacts from that region from turkey or the anatolian it's, plateau yeah. i mean it, it's beyond i mean trying to find a the artifact is one thing i'm curious as to its relation with with the skinless one if it is if it's religious at all Mm. Um, because if it is, that would tell us if it, if it comes from a, an old religious tradition, that should tell us a lot about its nature and the the exact. I mean, the reason why they would want it. I mean, if there if yeah. it comes from if there's a religion of the skinless one, we could discover that has a very interest has an interest in say flaying and and in uh, statues and if supposedly they have some kind of associations of power with those. Uh, that's a good that's good information to have knowing what the simulacra looks like is one thing it's a very important but discovering its religious significance um is also so we know what we're looking for and why we're looking for it yeah yeah i mean my personal opinion is probably a uh, a relic of some kind similar to how the uh, church will have like the kneecap of Paul or uh, that's what I would think it is of some, some ancient religion. I'm not a religious expert, Dr. Uh, Neruda, but, but I, I mean, that that's, that's what I would theorize. It would probably be. Uh, also, I, th- I mean, this, I agree with you going to my, my perspective, my, my theories are, are coming from say something Romanesque. Uh, you know, each temple has its statue to Jupiter or, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't have necessarily a piece of Jupiter um, as a as with uh, say Catholic relics where they believe uh, it was associated like uh, the bone came from a saint. So if they believed if if, if they believed uh, that the skinless one was a person, um, then that would uh, lend itself to your to your theory that this simulacra is somehow a part of this god. Um, Mm. Yeah, or an embodiment, an avatar of this god, as opposed to just a statue representation of a of a god with ritual significance. Um, yeah. 
you know, a, a relic as opposed to a a statue in a, in a, in a temple like Jupiter. Now, in the Oriental Club, did uh, people have like uh, places where they would keep their their own books here at this this club? Like some clubs, you can keep your own bottle of liquor or some personal items at yeah. This- there's there's kind of like you know private um, apartments if a man needs a place to stay and things like that. Um, they'll they'll they probably pay a premium of some sort that they they keep that. Uh, you're not aware of whether the professor had any such thing at the Oriental Club hmm. uh, since he left lived quite locally and he wasn't married. Uh, you know, he wasn't, he didn't, didn't have to get away from the wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it doesn't hurt to ask. I mean, I. No, you could ask. Oh, uh, you yeah. ask. And yeah, they, he didn't have a private, mm. a private room. Thank. Okay. It was worth asking. You never know. He could want have got away from Beddows after all. Yeah. I have. The room that you're in is more or less the room that he would have used more than any other. And given that it's an Oriental club, as they call it, is there a Chinese room and a Japanese room and a Turkish room and a the the motif for everything is kind of Oriental. There's Oriental rugs and oriental vases and things like that a lot of red and black lacquer and a lot of silk and yeah yeah. one Uh, very it's just reflective of the the current obsession with the you know the orient and right is there a club library um sure yeah um you you can check through it but it's mostly just leisurely books and things Mm. like that no it's a dictionary of exotic Deities of the Orient Mm-mm. and Near East. I cannot believe, gentlemen, that we went to the Turkish embassy and did not ask if they had heard about the word Sedef Kar. At the same time, I'm also oh, perhaps... <laughs> can you believe this? At the same really? time, I am a little embarrassed that we told him we were going on to the Orient Express because who knows, we might have eyes everywhere. Yes, that is a good point. Mm. We, we brought eyes. that up and we didn't bring up an important thing. <laughs> Well, I, 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 oh, go ahead. I, I think that we'll have better luck uh, getting the full details of Sadafkar's history and his manuscripts uh, through the yes. British Museum as opposed to somebody at an embassy. But you never know. Um, yes, that's it's been quite quite knowledgeable. I, I, I'm I, not familiar enough with their with their culture to to say if that would be common or not. I would like to look more into it as I am unfamiliar with. Uh, a bit of. I would like to get more familiar with Turkish culture. Uh, uh, get it oh, back into it. my his, history side. Mm. It would be interesting. Certainly not not recent. This all feels very. Uh, what we're dealing with feels very esoteric, um, and it's a part of Turkish esotericism. So yes. it's a. Uh, it's a little more removed than traditional lines of study into. Into um, the occult and into magic. Um, into religion um, that's kind of nominated Western okay. theology studies. Well, it doesn't hurt starting at the starting with a bit of research going into a Sedefka and 
or archaeologist, whatever we can do. Mm-hmm. That, that said, I would really recommend some form of caution simply because we have known uh, aggressors that are, are searching for information on this and went to great destructive lengths to extract that from Julius and, yes. and Beddoes. So with that in mind, would they not, if they are searching for this, what we are, wouldn't they, if they are in London, go to the British Museum? It is a the, prime target to I, go. I, I have a PhD in theology and I teach theology at an Ivy League college back in the United States. And they put me through bureaucratic hell. If it wasn't for York, we'd be days delayed. Um, I don't know what kind of academic credential these uh, arsonist torturers have. Well, um, it also, they are not seeking to determine what it is to have a Sedef car. Yes. Because they know what the Sedef car is. Yes, we're, we're yes, looking for might. knowledge they already have. So, yeah. But what, what they would be interested in, they know Julius and Beddoes are not dead. They know they escaped the scene. They did not. There's a good chance they know they're out there, and they could have passed that information on to someone else. But they. But See? again, they already. Uh, they think. I mean, they're they're injured. They're looking to hunt them down. Um, but the reason they went there in the first place is because they knew that Smythe knew something. Yeah. Again, they're looking for people who who they who they have they have pre-established knowledge of of these things. I don't know if it's really in their interest. They're wanting to hunt down Smythe to make sure he doesn't pass anything along. I don't know if they're staking out the British Museum to hear if anybody's asking for certain keywords, which I haven't asked for. I'm just looking into trying to look at the esoteric uh, matters in Constantinople as a theologian so i think we were a little bit foolish perhaps at the embassy and we should be mindful but in general it is also not healthy to uh, appear behind every curtain and shriek at the side of a fez you'd be shrieking all up and down the street half the people in the oriental club are probably wearing fezes (laughs) oh my god with their smoking jackets and Maybe we should be getting ourselves a set of fezzes to fit in. Yeah. Uh, I look around, of course, uh, in the Orient- Oriental Club, and I'm assuming that uh, this being in the 1920s London, that everyone here is of uh, Northern European descent or not. No one from uh, Turkey. In our, in our, uh, in our fantasy uh, role-playing game, we'll, We'll say there's no prejudice in this world, but yeah, everybody here is white. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> white and European. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get it to. <laughs> uh, hmm. So tomorrow, gentlemen, uh, obviously we're going to reattack the uh, British Library. Uh, any other ways that we? We think we should go. I was thinking we have the uh, detective's name that was assigned for the arsonist, uh, de- Detective, uh, I wrote it down, uh, Rigby. No, he's, oh, yeah. yeah, speaking to Rigby might make sense. I, mean, uh, I, I could also see if there is a, a, a university chemist, chemist that I have a relationship with either through Miskatonic or through someone in Zurich. So that I could uh, pop into a lab and see, you know, press his 
brain a little bit to see what is this thing that burns the skin and bursts into flame and is greenish in color that anyone can make with, um, you know, cat gut and uh, boric acid or something. I could perhaps also determine this uh, in the chemistry section at the British Library without having to wear gloves. True. Hmm. But those are the avenues I could see for uh, our next inquiries. I was throwing it out, see if anyone else had brainstorm ideas. Do you think that this Rigby? Uh, we must not tell this Rigby that Smythe is living, right? Oh, or no, no. I wonder or, if that no. makes inquiring after him diff- uh, through him difficult, though. Well, we could. Uh, it gives us an end. We could be his body wasn't there. We could. We're we're known to be his associates. So, I mean, we were invited to come to his lecture. You know, we're just concerned and hey. We just wanted to press, hey, what what's going on with the investigation? Do you have any leads on who might have done this? That's good. And I mean, if if this uh, if he's being followed because uh, again, the arsonists want to uh, find Smythe, and you show up asking, uh, feigning ignorance about his location. I mean that may dispel, uh, could dispel any interest they had in us, or it could make us subjects of interest. But again, I mean, sleeping at shadows, again, we don't know if he's being tailed or watched or thought about in any way by these men. Gentry, you can do an idea roll. Normally, I don't use idea rolls, but in this case... I can roll idea rolls. I can't roll in my skills. Uh, zero nine for my idea. <laughs> That's nice. Well, I'm just going to suggest that you probably know way more about the situation than he does. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Already. Um, and I don't think that he could add anything to it. Okay, gotcha. I wonder if he could add anything to at least... You can't Fun. add anything to it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Reading you loud and clear. Let's, let's think of this. What if he maybe, maybe. Oh. <laughs> All right. I would like to know more about this artifact, though. It is, uh, from my perspective, it's uh, intriguing that there are so many, that there are seemingly so many people after. This thing, it makes me as an archaeologist uh, more intrigued to find out more about it. Uh, maybe, perhaps, this group of people also have an archaeologist on their side. I don't know. No. Maybe someone with this passion, but not in the same passion as I have. So we should probably be extremely careful like we already are. And as Kurz did mention, we made some awful mistakes at the embassy, but... We will, uh, we will learn from them and uh, ask the right questions. Do you want to move on to the next day at the library? Well, uh, I want to make that phone call back to Ms. Kaponik, uh, okay. that I mentioned now that we have, since we haven't 
nothing that we could think of to do in the evening. Anyway, it's not even the evening yet. It's like at the afternoon. So, and yeah. we're ahead in time. So, yeah, we're, uh, my call will be coming in six, at a reasonable time. Yeah, six, six hours ahead of five hours ahead of Eastern time. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it's like noon over there. So, now's um, a good time. But then he's going to call. <laughs> what is a Sunday? Uh, whatever. I'll make the call. <laughs> roll uh, 1d4. Three. Takes an hour and a half for the phone call to go through, but eventually you do get to your department, and you you set that up. They're like, "Fine, you were going to be gone a month. They'll understand if it takes you some time to get back." And yeah, it's like there's a... this interesting thing to research. Yeah. Still keeping it vague, but it's like there's this interesting obscure religious sect I may have discovered over here. So. And your your wife is understanding. She says, your brother Frank is going to come and stay with us while you're gone. Ah, <laughs> oh, so he's decided to come pay us a visit. I'm glad yeah. I'm not there. That's why he's visiting. <laughs> That's why he's visiting. <laughs> we don't we don't get a get along so well. <laughs> um anything else before we move on to the next day? Okay. So that was Sunday, the 7th. So now it's Monday, the 8th. Why do I keep track of days? Because it's kind of important in the story. Um, <clears throat> all right. It's not important because there's some doomsday clock that's slowly ticking down. Don't worry about that. That's, that's masks. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I wasn't keeping track of dates in that game for any purpose. I don't know why you guys ever thought that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just it, realized when I said that it sounded very ominous. But I don't it did. I was like, I, oh, I don't want no. to become a distraction. It's and, uh, a distraction. we are hurrying. Stu, I think it's nineteen twenty-three, isn't it? It's twenty nineteen twenty-three. Correct. January. Oh, twenty-three. Oh, thank you. You're, you're yeah, helpfully keeping. Uh... All right. So the next day. Uh, when the museum uh, library opens, uh, you head there and you are uh, met with no difficulty whatsoever. You guys have, uh, I don't know, some sort of pass that they give you so that the employees will know. Now, you have to have a, a research assistant um, because their, their, their basic policy is, you know, they can retrieve stuff from the stacks and bring it to you. You have to wear white gloves while you're doing it. These are all important documents. And then you don't return them to the stacks. They return them to the stacks. Uh, that way there's no mix-ups, you know, in where things get placed and, and so forth. So assuming that you've done that, uh, they've assigned you a fellow named um, uh, Alex Pike. And uh, he will assist you. Uh, in what you would like to research, you uh, have you have you're in the in the the reading room, but you have kind of like a private little cubicle. It's not that private, but it's private enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing research on a French aristocracy before the revolution. I'm not that worried about people spotting me. Look that up. Okay. I'm I'm the one asking about the uh... yeah you're different. Well, it's 
let's just go down the line. Okay. Uh, you're looking for the uh, something about the aristocrats uh, just before the French Revolution. Um, you don't find a lot. You, of course, find the names of the big shots. Mm-hmm. But a lot of records were destroyed. A lot of houses were burned. A lot of people's heads had their got their heads chopped off. Um, they tell you most likely you'd probably be more lucky at the at the uh, Bibliothèque Nationale de Paris uh, yeah. on looking for stuff that's in Paris. Now, this is my player ignorance. Was uh, Marquet de Sade about in the same time frame? Because I'm just wondering with this guy having the same kind of pro- extreme proclivities. Yeah, there's definitely some parallels between okay. the two of them. That uh, Marquis, I believe, was released from the Bastille by the revolutionaries. Okay, he was so, very much right in there. All right. He was imprisoned for. Perversion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Incredible like, gross perversion. At least a couple of years. No, he was in, prison. he wrote, I think he wrote 120 Days of Sodom while he was in the Bastille. Yeah. And he was in and out more than once. Everyone hated him eventually. Yeah. But he <laughs> was right in the, you know. But he was part of that extreme decadent. Um, yeah, that same sort of okay. people. All right. So, hmm. Um, Morton, what would you look for? I'm sorry, Doctor Naruto. What avenues? Uh, I, I I'm looking for uh, information on mystical texts from the con- from Constantinople. Um, so ancient things from the uh, Greco-Roman tradition, pre-Greco-Roman if they have it, um, Islamic text. They're just catalogs of magical, esoteric um, materials from uh, right. Constantinople. There's a there's a fair amount of uh, stuff on the you know pre pre Christian Byzantium and the Roman religions and earlier the Greek religions, um, but none of it appears to be any more than what you're already kind of aware of. Um, there's books that mention you know, secret cults and religious underground movements, uh, the Magna Mater and things like that. But the reason why they're kind of secret is because we just don't know. We don't have enough information on those sorts of things. This is a recent thing scholarship. Uh, what about, uh, is any direct references to a Sedefkar or a, his manuscript? Uh, does it have our manuscripts if they're mentioned anywhere uh, in the catalog? And, uh, you or do. Um, all right, do a do a, a, a library roll for that one. Oh, five. That is an extreme nice. success. Okay. Um, one thing that you learn is that Sedevkar is a first name. Uh, a male first name, uh, not really common, but not uncommon. The architect who created the Blue Mosque was uh, Moha- uh, was um, uh, Sedevkar Mehmed uh, uh, something rather long, one of those long names. Uh, that's in the 1500s. Um, there's a few other references here and there to people with that name. The name means 
mother of pearl, like in the inside of an abalone shell. Or, uh, but nothing, nothing, nothing specifically about a statue or a create the creation of anything. Um, the rest of you, what are you guys researching or looking at? I'll research anything pertaining to Napoleon's uh, march on Venice, uh, say from, from April 1797, when they started mustering the forces and supply trains all the way to May of 1797, and maybe even a little afterwards. Uh, anything peculiar about it, not the general history, but more in depth, um, about any oddities, obscure, little-known facts and tidbits of that sort of information. Do a library. Sounds like you already know more than I do. <laughs> but not with this role. Uh, 84, that's like the, just... The closest same. you find is the, is the fact that people did take spoils, you know, of places that they, they wanted to. So when... The professor says that it's possible that somebody took took a piece. Could be. Uh, Dr. Dabrowski, what are you looking up? Uh, well, I would be more looking into uh, the artifacts, any artifacts themselves, even any intriguing ones on Around Turkey, yeah, that kind of Constantinople. Millions of them. Yeah, and obviously, using Sedevka as a guide guideline, I'm kind of do a, trying to narrow it down. Do a, a luck roll. I mean, I'm mean a, a library roll. Uh, is uh twenty four, which is a hard success. You, you, you do. You you search through these books, looking and looking and looking, trying to find any kind of reference. The closest that you get is something that sounds like um, a statue with unusual powers. It doesn't say what they are. Uh, but the, the, the thing that you're reading is referring to a, a story, a book. Um, and the okay. book is called L'Imagini del Diavolo, the, the, uh, the Image of the Devil. And it's written in Venetian uh, Italian. And the last known location of the book is in the church of uh, Mary... Uh, Celestina, I think it's Celestia, um, or the Mary Queen of the Heavens um, in that city. But that's all, just a reference that there's more information in that book. Okay. I, uh, rel I, I relay this uh, to anyone around me at the time. Yes. I'm intrigued. I would like to know more about this, but I think by by now reading through all of this, my brain mm -hmm. is a little bit all over the place. 
sifting for a lot of boring things to get to this. I might have gotten the spelling wrong, but I, I can give you the correct spelling. I would like yes. to see if there is a text on uh, volatile agents and reagents of the pre-modern world, maybe especially Eastern, if they have a specialty. Okay. Um, go ahead and do a library roll on that. Or do a chemistry roll. That's what you're looking in chemistry books. Uh, there's only one point difference between them, and I rolled a 12, so it makes no difference. Okay. <sighs> the green is what sort of captures you. You're thinking um, borax or boric acid um, mm -hmm. would be very green. Uh, it would also cause a green flame. Uh, it's quite toxic uh, when mixed with other things, and it would definitely burn the skin. No. Acid. But it doesn't suggest. I mean, it's pretty basic stuff. It's it's almost yeah. bleach and ammonia. Like, don't mix these things here. It makes a big mess. Right. Don't pour this on anybody. Yeah. Hmm, fair enough. Dr. Edison, did you want to look for anything? Oh, wait. Are you there? Who's, who's actually at the library? <laughs> I think we all well, ran you're all at the ideas. library. You're all at the all, library. Okay. We all went. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm interested from a medical perspective, um, if there are any documents uh, about unusual focused on, on skinless, are there any documents about that, that, that highlight any kind of weird uh, rituals or any, any, um, actions that would have been taken with corpses that were flayed and and what that may have been about um go ahead and do a library roll yeah way 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 off um okay um you don't find anything, there, there was a period in time when any kind of work on cadavers was a no-no. I mean, especially in the late 1700s before, you know, people started actually doing medical research. Um, however, you do find a reference to a man, a Flemish artist uh, named Andreas uh, Vesalius. And there are books in the library of uh, his uh, artwork. Uh, and he seemed to focus a great deal on, uh, I wouldn't say flayed corpses, but skinless ones. And that's probably his most famous one, as if the person took off their own skin with a knife and uh, was holding it in their hands. Is there anything that we can find in the library in reference to simulacra? Simulacra is just a word meaning uh, uh, like an artificial uh, like statue copy. or yeah, it's like copy. copy of right. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, to be more specific, simulacra in, uh, in Constantinople. 
um, or or about you don't that find any you don't find any kind of uh, a connection there. Uh, you do though find a reference to um, that these scrolls or manuscripts most likely would be held in the top copy museum in Constantinople, if anywhere, if they still exist. Oh, I, uh, I keep coming back to this article in the paper. And now that we're talking about Turks, uh, the name Malifkat, which was the name of the guy that got stabbed three times, or there was like, it was in the paper, there was a guy, there was three people that got killed that had, and Malifkat, I'm, I'm wondering, is that like a Turkish name, or am I going down a rabbit hole that... Talk about the newspaper. Yeah, the newspaper you gave us last time, there was a story on the front page about uh, three men being killed, all with the same name, and... Here. Uh, three men killed at hotel. Each man carries same fake identification. Three slain men were discovered last night in a London hotel, each bearing the same fraudulent identification. Each man had been stabbed through the chest. Maids at the Chelsea Arms Hotel discovered the bodies. The rooms were also registered under the same name. The identification papers of all three men list a Mr. H. Malifkat, an antique and art dealer doing business in this city. The three victims bear superficial resemblances to one another, and each has had passed as Mr. Malifkat since independently arriving in London three days ago. Descriptions obtained from the area shops describe the original Mr. Malifkat as an elderly man quite different than the imposters. At present, the real Mr. Malifkat cannot be found. Police request that he come forth. Inspector Fleming of Scotland Yard is at a loss to describe the meaning of this bizarre mystery, but is eager to converse with anyone who knows the whereabouts of the elderly antiques dealer. Yeah, so I was just thinking, I was like, well, Malifkat kind of got a exotic name. It could sound Eastern. Also, uh, antiques dealer is the sort of... Uh, Malfi cot. Okay, thank you. <laughs> sort of uh, occupation that allows one to travel with crates uh, here and there. Travel uh, without so much scrutiny. Could be worth looking into. Uh, that hotel so, is not that, it's a bit north of us, I think. Not that far away. I'll have to check the Baedeker, but I believe it's not so far. It's in the same, it's a coincidence that Turkish, well, that European sounding name, similar incident in the same newspaper as the fire. There's a bit of a coincidence. I mean, yeah, I mean, which would imply it happened same night. Yes. But, but why, why kill your fellow conspirators in this matter? Uh, well, I mean... Competitors? Like, yeah, or, or hey, uh, if, I, if I find the information myself now, I get, can move up higher in the organization. 
a lot of things come down to money and power, so you're probably correct going to that. Also, the paper says that they had uh, injured injuries from stabbing. That does not mean they did not have also burns. The papers do not always tell you everything. Yeah, true. But what are we? What is it that we hope to to gain from following up on this to see if some of the people who attacked by their dead? Um, it might simply be worth keeping an eye out for that name as we travel. Yeah. Since there's a Malficat who's still missing. Yeah. Or if he has an antique store, I mean, you know, maybe if they're looking for a simulacrum, which we believe could be a statue, I mean, hey. It's worth going. It's worth going to this antique store, maybe. Uh, if he had one, I imagine it just said yeah. that he was an antique dealer, so it. Didn't, well, it's it yeah. Easy to look up. Business competition must be very, very, very fierce to be carving uh, esoteric. Uh, gods into people's chests and yeah. um, the yeah, search of things to sell. Dr. Nerud, it would be more a, a matter of using the antiques to hide the heresy rather than the heresy to hide the occults. Yes. You obviously have people that are very serious about this, but Dorian, yeah, did yeah, you having... want to try looking it up, you said? Uh, yes, this is what at least uh, use it, cross-referencing the name and seeing if it is uh, a place registered to the name or whatever. Okay. Um, what would you look in? I mean, phone book, maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever okay. would be easy access. Um, to a, a library. Or luck bowl, whatever you think. You'd rather do. It's not really like it's hard to find the, the yeah. phone book. Uh, well, I am more lucky. Uh, yes, uh, I succeeded on either of them, actually. Okay. But 42. Um, you find there is a uh, shop uh, called the Malficat Antiques uh, of Islington. Uh, and it gives an address, 3 Boffrey Lane, Islington. Well, uh, Purveyor of antiques. <laughs> uh, well, I... Uh, Perhaps we uh, can go there and get our feathers so we'll be ready to travel on the train yes, uh, uh, in uh, current style. I think it's worth at least a look there's an antique store that goes along with this. It could be nothing, but there's no harming booking. Right? Well, no. if the police cannot find the elderly Mr. Malficat, then I assume he is not in his Mr. Malficat's yeah. shop. And it's... It might be... It might not be a waste of time. It might be something else of use. So... Well, hey... It can make can only be as productive as my search on research on the the Viscount, which was uh, not productive. Mm. <laughs> Let us just not go in and rush around yelling. No. <laughs> Saduku, uh, Saduku. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, 
so the day is winding to an end at the museum, at the, the library. Uh, we'll say it's, it closes, let's say at five o'clock. I don't know exactly when it closes, but let's say it closes at 5 p.m. Not sure if you saw my chat, but I'm kind of keeping my eyes. I, I did see that. Yes, you okay. don't see anything. All right. Most of the people who are in here are stuffy and or or students and doing research, and they're all they all seem to have gone through exactly the same channels that you have. Some maniacs almost killed my friends there. So. Um. So what would you like to do? It's still after, you know, it's still light. Well, it's, no, it's man. got just a, an hour or so left before the sun's down. It is winter. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what to uh, We go check the area now or wait till the morning. Maybe. Uh, well, I think we should begin to make plans for travel. Uh, but I think a magician and an archaeologist visiting an antique store seem very uh, seems seem very like natural. It, yes. yeah. Did it list the hours in the phone book, or or we can just we can just go by. I mean, yeah, might be some some good food around there also. It's not too far yes. away, right? And. Teddy, you can you could always come along and you could do with the experience of looking at some uh, antiques. Anyway. Oh yeah, I mean they might you. some wonderful uh, animals stuff that I might be able to find something bigger and better to add to our collection. You can always learn something from an antique. There's always some hidden history. Well, most of the time, not always. Sometimes they're fake and <laughs> people sell fakes. That's yeah. a lesson, Teddy. Thank you. Thank you, Professor. <laughs> Taking notes. You, you don't need to take any notes. <laughs> so Islington great. is part of London, I think that's proper to say. It's uh, north northwest of uh, the Tower of London oh, after you know, a few blocks. It's not. Uh, it's also a fairly large area, it looks like, of London. I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, we, we have the address, uh, three Boffrey yeah, Lane. It's, so. it's, it's fairly big. Yeah. But you can find it on the map. You can find it uh, wherever you want to go. All right. So is that what you want to do? Who's, who's going to head over there? Uh, I was going to join that. Uh, Dr. Dabrowski. So three of you are going over there. What are the other three going to do? Dr. Gabriel, Dr. Edison, and Dr. The doctors, the three, three, three other doctors. <laughs> Probably have afternoon coffee, uh, beat myself about the head a little bit for being stupid, and perhaps start packing before we meet. I assume we all meet for dinner at the hotel. Unless Dr. York would like to host. Yeah, let's, uh, 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 I called ahead and, uh, and there's uh, a hot dinner being prepared for us now. So we can uh, retire to the flat and review any notes that we've collected and, um, 
and let's start making our plans for uh, for the Orient Express. Yes, with uh, and since we know we're stopping off in, in Paris, and the Bibliothèque Nationale has come up a few times. Um, I'm curious if it's almost worth faxing ahead to announce our arrival in case they have the same kind of red tape. Yes, we could send a telegram. A faxagram? Faxagram. (laughs) Yes, we could write off something and uh, suggest that we are coming. Because, I mean, we, if it wasn't for York's connections, um, we would have uh, yeah. we, we can prepare documentation for you know as much of the route ahead is is useful. It's true. Save time and presentation of various you know paperwork. Okay. Um, so while you're doing that, um, the other three, you drive over to Islington. Uh, it's. It's definitely a merchant area of town. Um, There are a few flats above shops. When you get to the the shop in question, uh, and there's a sign up above the the shop, the shop is actually like three or four steps down from the street. And then it's like, it's almost like at some point it was like a basement. and then you can see there's a window. There's a window on street level, but when you're in the shop, you would be like four feet below that. Yeah, that's that's so very like, cool. so, yeah. so if you looked out the window, you'd see like people's you'd feet see people's are, feet going yeah, by. Right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. It's okay. very it's very common in a lot of uh, London and quite a lot of cities in England anyway. So um, you can see in the window there are uh, a number of objects uh kind of like you'd expect a little bit exotic um some egyptian looking stuff and um maybe a suit of armor and uh other stuff like that it's dark inside the shop Um, but there are a few Mm -hmm. other shops that are around that are still open yeah i mean it's it is sunday evening uh does it have the hours it's oh, Monday. Monday. It's Monday. Sorry. Oh, it's Monday. Ooh, Monday afternoon. So evening kind of. Does it have the hours posted? Is like. Sure. It'll be like from 9 a.m. until uh, 8 p.m. No, well, it should be. It should be open. It should be. Okay. I got you. Okay. So I am going to have a peek. Like yeah. a oh, you look through and it looks pretty. Uh, pretty much what you'd expect from an antique shop. There's just knickknacks here and there, and um, but there's nobody in swings. It's not occupied. Yeah, well, well, if a man has gone missing, I wouldn't expect it. It's a, no, out yeah. to lunch sign would be back no. then. Uh, I don't, it doesn't seem like there's any sign of. Now, is this sure. one that had the apartment uh, above, have an apartment above it? Yeah, almost uh, everything in this area does. Okay, so we could probably assume that uh, his apartment would be right above the shop. Yeah, there are no lights on up there either. Mm. Mm. You could probably guess that the police have already searched and didn't find anything. So, Right, yeah. 
Do we want to maybe talk to his uh, shop neighbors? See if, like, you know, he'd been having trouble with anyone? You know, that's we... that's what I was going to suggest. Yes. Okay. They're occupied yeah. and open. Yeah, there has to be. Yeah. Easy, easy answers. All right. Um, let's do a do a luck roll. I mean, you can all do luck rolls. This is who gets the best. You all fail. Fail. Uh, I got the uh, sixty-one. My uh, <laughs> I can't spend luck on luck, so fail by one. So you all failed. Um, the most you get out of anybody is uh, it was an he was an uh, an elderly gentleman. Um, that he did a fairly decent business uh, that he's in uh, the uh, Antiques Buyer's Guide. Uh, he's listed in there. Uh, he's, he's listed at Sotheby's as well, mm -hmm. uh, just like a lot of other antique shops are. But nobody's seen him now for a couple of days. And no one had been, like, harassing him? No, not, not in this neighborhood. Okay. Mm. Now, uh, would these shops have like a back alley behind them? I don't know. That's more of a Josh. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. In, in Islington? Probably, uh, probably the uh, entrance to the upstairs is inside. If that's their, yeah, that's you'd their usually have a, you'd usually have a door next to the front door that would then lead up. Yeah, what I was thinking, I was trying, trying to see if there'd be like a where he would discard like crates or something that his goods oh. would have come in. There might yeah, be a back see, alley. There's a, yeah. there's a back alley where they would have yeah. garbage and stuff like that. Which might but be it'd just be one. It'd just be. It'd just be one straight. There wouldn't be any cutoffs. Right. You'd have to go all the way around right the back door. There's right. no like cutting, so you'd have to go around. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm willing to make that walk. I mean, okay, yeah, not I mean, the best here. shape. Not the best shape, but. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys go for a casually walk as the is the mm -hmm. the light in the sky is getting a little darker and the street lights are starting to wink on. Although they're they're still, you know, it's still light enough to where you don't need street lights yet. Right. And when when I go, okay, you know, I counted the the businesses. I'm like, okay, this looks like this is probably the back of his business. Um, I'm looking for is hey, there's uh, crates and just see if there's like a sh shipping from address or anything. You know, going through. Oh, oh, he got this from Constantinople. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Although I doubt it. <laughs> oh look, there's some red blood on this crate. Oh, yeah. um, someone's fast. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. It's a copy of the Sedefkar manuscripts. Yeah. <laughs> do, a, do, a, do a luck roll then. Nice. Come on, Keith. Hi. Don't let us down. I let you down. 98. <laughs> if it's an idea roll, I'd kick no, ass. At nine, 98 means that the garbage has been picked up and there's yeah. nothing back there. Okay. Empty cans. Is the, door, <laughs> is the back door unlocked? No, it's locked. Okay. What, hmm. what about the, the windows? Do any of the windows, maybe one up, are a little cracked for some I air? Don't, 
the only the only windows like that are on are two stories up. Okay, and there's no easy access fire escapes no. that are. No, no. He would also have the thing is, uh, if there was anything suspicious, he would have a ledger in there. But we can't jump to any conclusions, and we can't. We're stuck. We can't just break in. We yeah. have oh, no yeah. real reason so to I break would, in. Wouldn't be breaking in, just you know, if it happened to be. Yeah. Even even though I kind of want to, but Dora nah. would not. I understand, huh? The hunt is on. It's curious, though. So. Hmm. Yeah, maybe Doctor Naruto's right. I'm, I'm getting jumping in the shadows here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, right. could have been, could have been something, but maybe not this time. Okay, so we'll assume then you all end up wherever you're going to sleep, and then the next day you are going to make your plans for traveling on the Orient Express and that is where we will end it you guys can do that next session our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lively, Keith Craig, Josh Harwood and John Hook with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We have a discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.